Welcome back to Apologetics for Tweens. I'm Tom Griffin. Let's discuss some of the core characteristics of God that we can determine, uh, often called the attributes of God. Let's pray. Lord, thank you for all your blessings. I pray that all those who need to hear this message will find the truth, believe in you, and maintain that belief for life. For those who don't know you, Lord, I pray that you'll open their eyes and influence them to become seekers and find the Holy Spirit waiting for them. Please bless this lesson and let your word speak through me that everyone needs to hear. Amen. Lest a non-believer, critic, or scientist say that we cannot know anything about God, let's remember the way we recognize certain statements that are self-defeating. That statement claims to know something about God, which is that we cannot know anything about God. Therefore, it defeats itself and is false. Actually, you would have to know about God to know you can't know anything about him. And that makes no sense either. So there must be some things that we can know about God. Let's explore. Certainly, Scripture tells us a lot about God. And we can infer other attributes of God from philosophy. Let's state all at once some of the core attributes that we can know and then discuss them. God is self-existent, all-powerful, all-knowing, everywhere, timeless and eternal, infinite, personal, and all-loving. We have some special terms for some of these, and we'll explain uh, a little bit further now. God is self-existent. We call this God's aseity, A-S-E-I-T-Y. It means he just exists. He is the I am. Remember when Moses asked God on the mountain what the people should call him, God said, I am who I am. God was saying he just is. He exists, has always existed and will always exist. God is before time, since time began when he created the universe. This is hard for a human to understand, and especially for a young person. But God is eternal. He does not have a beginning nor an ending. He's the Alpha and Omega. He just exists. We already covered the scripture that states this in our last episode, but you can go to John 1 verse 3 and see that God is before all things, that he made all things, and nothing that was made that has not been made by him. God is all-powerful. In the Greek, we call this omnipotent. It's part of the omnis that are God's attributes. Omni means all, and potent means powerful. We get the words potent and potential in English from this word. God is all-powerful. Let's clear something up. Does this mean that there is nothing impossible for God? No, that's not exactly what it means. God cannot go against his nature. So, for example, he cannot sin. He cannot do evil. He cannot stop loving us. He cannot do anything that defies logic. And what we mean by that is things like God cannot make a rock 
so heavy that he cannot lift it. That's just nonsensical, and it's not a limitation of God. He cannot make a married bachelor. He cannot make a square circle. But anything that is logically possible, God can do it. Scripture supports this in Psalm 147, verse 5. Great is our Lord and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. Even from science, we know that something cannot come from nothing. Yet that is what God did when he created the universe, created something from nothing. God is all-knowing. In the Greek, this is another omni called omniscient. Scient is where we get the word science from. This attribute of God is one of the most fascinating for me and mind-boggling. God knows everything possible that there is to know. He knows the present, past, and future all simultaneously before he even created. He knows what we will do and what we will not do under every circumstance. This enables him to complete his plans while still allowing our free will. We just saw from Psalm 147, verse 5, that his understanding is beyond measure. God is everywhere. The Greek word here is omnipresent, and it means God is present everywhere. But let's be clear, God is not physical, not composed of parts, and therefore he does not exist in space. So this does not mean that his physical presence is everywhere. We can think of it as his power and his spiritual presence is everywhere. He created all things, so his power and presence exist everywhere. In Psalm 139, verses 7 through 12, David expresses it beautifully in wonderment. Where shall I go from your spirit? Or where shall I flee from your presence? If I ascend to heaven, you are there. If I make my bed in Sheol, you are there. If I take the wings of the morning and dwell in the uttermost parts of the sea, even there your hand shall lead me, and your right hand shall hold me. Then God is all-loving. In the Greek, we call this omni benevolent. God is all-loving. It is not merely that God loves us, which he does. He is love. It's part of his nature. This is stated in 1 John 4, verse 9. Anyone who does not love does not know God because God is love. Love is the very nature of God. And this is where love comes from. And since we are made in the image of God, all humans have love and know what love is. It's God's nature to share his love with us. God is infinite. This means that all of God's attributes are without limits. We are finite, but God is infinite. We cannot know everything about God, but these are some things that we can know about him because of his effects or creation and through his word, scripture. Infinite and finite are two very different categories. 
As finite creatures, we try to understand and describe God oftentimes in human terms and human words and human understanding. So in the Bible, where you read things like God's tears or hands and arms and face, these are merely ways of us trying to connect in the way we see things. God is spirit, invisible, and no one has seen him. Although we can know him through Jesus, who was fully human and fully divine. God sent Jesus as a human so we would have a way to relate to God and to understand him in some ways at least. And finally, God is personal. In the Trinity, which we talk about more in a future episode, we see that God is three persons in one the Father the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Each is a distinct person, yet all have the core nature or attributes of God. We also know that for the universe to begin to exist was not a necessity. It was a choice. And therefore, the cause of the universe was a personal decision, a personal being. God is personal and we can have a relationship with him. These are some things we can know about God. Do you know God? Pray now and ask God to help you know him. Until next time, take care.